Allstate wants to remind fans that mayhem is everywhere, like at your pregame barbecue. While you prep your meats, that grease trap you forgot to empty is prepping to smoke your porch, garage, and the car inside. And without the right home and auto insurance coverage, the cost to repair this could eat up your savings. So bundle home and auto with Allstate to save and get protected from mayhem like this. Bundled savings variant are not available in every state. Coverage is subject to policy terms and conditions. We are welcoming a new show to iHeart and the DraftKings YouTube channel. It is called Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano. It's an insider's look at the NBA and the culture surrounding the league. Every week, the five-time All-Star and the number one pick in the 2010 NBA draft, John Wall will give his unique perspective on the hottest topics in the league and tell the best behind-the-scenes stories from his time in the NBA. So check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, the DraftKings YouTube channel, or wherever you listen to your podcasts. Looking for an assist with your credit card but can't get a hold of anyone? Luckily, with 24-7 U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yeah, you heard that right. You can talk to a real human in customer service anytime. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. The Volume. It's Hoops Tonight presented by FanDuel. The NBA season is kicking into gear and there's no better place to get in on the action than with FanDuel. The app is safe and secure. Getting your money out is super easy. You can jump into the action at any time during the game with live betting. And I love building those same game parlays. And FanDuel is now live in Ohio, so use promo code JasonT and download the FanDuel app today to start making every moment more. 21 plus in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit FanDuel.com slash RG in Colorado, Iowa, Michigan, New Jersey, Pennsylvania, Illinois, Tennessee, Virginia, and Ohio. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP or text Next Step to 53342 in Arizona. Call one 888 789-7777 or visit ccpg.org slash chat in Connecticut. Call 1-800-9-WITH-IT in Indiana. Visit ksgamblinghelp.com in Kansas. Call 1-877-770-STOP in LA. Visit www.mdgamblinghelp.org in Maryland. Dial one 877 8 Hope and Y or text Hope and Y to 467-369 in New York. Call 1-800-522-4700 in Wyoming or visit www.1800gambler.net in West Virginia. Welcome to Hoops Tonight, presented by FanDuel here at The Volume. We had a jam-packed Monday night slate in the NBA that we are going to be breaking down today. We're going to hit four games. Donovan Mitchell scoring outbursts to beat the Bulls. Klay Thompson scoring outbursts to beat the Atlanta Hawks. Joel Embiid's scoring outburst to beat the New Orleans Pelicans. And LeBron James 
and yet another scoring outburst to beat the Charlotte Hornets. So we're going to be talking about scores today. You guys know the drill before we get started. Subscribe to the Volumes YouTube channel so you don't miss any more of our videos. Follow me on Twitter at underscore JasonLT so you guys don't miss any show announcements. And then last but not least, if for whatever reason you guys miss one of these videos and you can't get back over to YouTube to finish, you can find them wherever you get your podcasts under hoops tonight. And lastly... January is going to be an awesome sports month. We've got the national championship game with college football coming up next weekend. The NFL playoffs are starting soon and basketball around the country for college and the pros. It's heating up now that football season is ending. Lots of good games for us all to watch, but even better How about we go to some of these games? I want you guys to check out Game Time, which is the fastest growing ticketing app in the United States. Game Time offers amazing last minute deals on all your favorite NHL, NBA, NFL, and NCAA teams. And on top of that, they sell last minute concert tickets for comedy shows and things like that as well. So if you're in Cleveland and you want to see the Cavs, Game Time has you covered. If you're in California and you want to watch the Lakers or the Warriors or that Kings team that's super interesting this year, Game time has you covered. Or if you just want to go see Adam Sandler live tonight, next week, or sometime in the future, download the Game Time app, create an account, and redeem code HOOPS for $20 off your first purchase. Terms apply. Again, create an account and enter code HOOPS. That's H O O P S for $20 off. Download Game Time today. Last minute tickets, lowest price. Guaranteed. All right, let's talk some basketball. So, again, we're going to be going through four games today, rapid-fire style. We had 42 from Joel Embiid, 43 from LeBron, 54 from Klay Thompson, and 71 from Donovan Mitchell. A crazy stretch of scoring last night. So, the Cavs were actually down. We're going to start with Bulls-Cavs. The Cavs were actually down two starters last night. Uh, Evan Mobley and Darius Garland were both out. And the Bulls have sneaky been playing some pretty good basketball. Um, It's always interesting to me when things start to go south for a team, what happens? Do they show fight and try to save their season, or do they let go of the rope? I think, for instance, we're going to talk about the Hawks today, too, and then we're going to talk about the Bulls, and we're going to talk about the Lakers. Those are three teams that, for various reasons, have had really rough seasons. And you're seeing the Bulls and the Lakers actively fight to try to save their season, and you're seeing the Hawks just descend further and further into the struggle. Um, the Bulls had come in 5-2 and two in their previous seven games with some impressive wins. They'd beat a Heat team that's playing good ball lately. They beat the Hawks. They beat the Knicks when they were playing really well. And they beat the Milwaukee Bucks in a really impressive comeback win. Um, they jumped the Cavs early in this game, too. They went up 21 in the first half. DeMar DeRozan and Zach Levine were absolutely cooking. Donovan Mitchell only had 16 at halftime. But then the Mitchell show began. He hung 24 on them in the third quarter, 18 in the fourth quarter. 13 in the five-minute overtime, perfect four for four from the field and three for three from three and finished with 71 points. Um, yesterday, I had a, I appeared as a guest on Sam Vicente's podcast who has a, a podcast called Game Theory for The Athletic. Um, Sam does great work. You guys got to check him out. I tweeted out a link to that show you could find on my uh, Twitter feed. We went for about an hour and a half. We talked to MVP, talked a lot of Lakers, a lot of good stuff. And in that show, we started talking about just the wild scoring bursts that we're seeing around the league. And I presented to Sam my theory, which is just that pull-up shooting 
and the massive improvements league-wide in pull-up shooting. And the fact that pull-up shooting directly beats most NBA coverages is a big part of why we're seeing so many scoring outbursts. You take away the easy stuff, you take away the rim, even on the defensive end rotating around on the perimeter to shooters, you're chasing guys off the line and funneling them into the paint. There's all these openings in the middle of the floor for pull-up mid-range stuff. And then obviously in ball screens, anytime a guy gets caught on the screen, there's an opportunity to shoot a pull-up three and take advantage of the math that's available to you there. So having a guy that can knock down pull-up jump shots, if he gets hot, it's so difficult to guard pull-up shooting that I think that that's why you're seeing more of these scoring outbursts. Like Alex Crusoe was doing everything right last night, flying around screens and contesting shots, but Donovan's just making them. And there's really nothing you can do about it. He was just sticking those pull-up jump shots time and time again, and that's what he does. He's 46.4% on 10 pull-up jump shots per game. That's outrageously good. 45% on six pull-up threes a game. There are 32 players in the NBA this year taking at least three pull-up threes per game. And Steph Curry is the only player in the NBA shooting better than Donovan Mitchell on those shots. And that pull-up three in particular is what makes Donovan Mitchell so difficult to guard because it's not just in ball screens. It's also in ISO situations. He's got a really good pound through his right leg uh, between the legs, step back three going to his left. He hit a couple of them last night. That What that does is it puts you in a really difficult predicament as an isolation defender. Because when you're up on Donovan Mitchell, he's so good getting downhill to the rim that you basically have to make a decision. Am I going to concede these pull-up threes to Donovan Mitchell at the expense of trying to contain him, or am I going to press up on him and he's going to go right around me all game long? They ended up having to sub Alex Caruso, who's one of the better perimeter defenders in the league. They had to sub him out of this game to try anything else that might be able to slow Donovan down. And you know, again, and this is where pull-up three-point shooting adds an element that other pull-up shooting does not. It's in ISO and forcing defenders out on you when you beat people off the dribble at 25 feet, you can really get your head of steam going downhill before you get to the rim. As opposed to when defenders are meeting you lower, you know, 17, 18, even 20 feet, you don't get as much room, not, not as much of a runway to get a head start. You don't get as much momentum going downhill towards the rim. I think that's a huge part of what makes Donovan so hard to, uh, to guard. Donovan Mitchell on the season. 29 points, 4 rebounds, 5 assists on 63% true shooting, which is just otherworldly. 1.14 points per possession in pick and roll, including passes, which is 6th in the league among players who have run at least 200, and a solid 1.04 points per possession in ISO. And now the Cavs are just 2.5 games back of the best record in basketball. I talked with Sam also about MVP, and we did our rankings, and um, you know we talked about how there's like 8 dudes right now that have cases and 11 dudes that like realistically have a chance if things go one way or another before the end of the season. Donovan Mitchell's on that list. If the Cavs go on a little bit of a run here and end up with the best record in the league, there's no reason in the world why Donovan can't win MVP, especially with how uh, good he's been offensively. And it's just kind of a, it's a testament to how talented the top of the league is. It's a testament to Donovan Mitchell and the score that he's become in this league and just how excited I am for the NBA as a whole moving forward. All right, moving on to Hawks Warriors. So this was a wild double overtime game. The Warriors jumped out to a huge lead. They were up 21 early. Um, the Hawks came all the way back 
and went up nine. Then the Warriors clawed back and sent it to overtime. Then the Warriors fell down big in the first overtime, clawed back to send it to a second overtime. Then the Hawks fell down big in the second overtime, and DeJounte Murray hits a pull-up three, Trey Young hits a floater. Suddenly it's tied, but then Clay Thompson misses a three, and Kevon Looney battling underneath the rim. We're going to talk about some of the details of that particular play here in a minute, but Kevon Looney battles under the rim and gets a putback at the buzzer to win it for the Warriors, who continue to roll without Steph Curry going on a run. Klay Thompson finished with 54-8-3. Countless big plays down the stretch of this game since November 20th in his last 17 games. Remember how concerned Warriors fans were about Klay early in the season? In his last 17 games, which is a massive sample size spanning over a month, 24 points per game, 58% true shooting, 42% on 11 threes per game. That's a 17-game sample size of vintage Klay Thompson. Maybe not quite some of his higher scoring numbers because he had some stretches earlier in his career where he'd go for like 28 a game for a while. But in terms of efficiency in production, that's really, really high-level stuff from Klay Thompson. My favorite thing about Klay has always been his jump shot form. You know, it's funny when we talk about the Splash Brothers, Steph is like the best shooter of all time. That's unassailable. I think Klay Thompson is the second best shooter of all time. Most of us would agree. But ironically, like Steph is a little more unorthodox um, in terms of his form. Like he shoots a little bit down in front of his head. He uses his opposite thumb. None of that's wrong. I'm a big believer in who cares what your form is as long as you can replicate it. But if I was teaching a player from scratch, like if my son one day was like, I want to learn how to shoot the basketball, can you teach me? I would teach him the way Clay Thompson shoots. And there's a couple of specific things that I wanted to focus on. Uh, first of all, absolutely no wasted motion. There's, if you watch footage of Clay Thompson shooting, there is no unnecessary body movement. Everything is straight up and down. There's no weird back stuff. There's no weird leg stuff. And up top, he's very rigid with a natural release coming off of his right hand. First, the limited motion is so important because that allows you to replicate your muscle memory easier. When there are lots of moving parts, it's a lot more area for you to make a mistake. And that decreased margin for error makes it so that it's harder for you to replicate that release. When you have less movement, it's easier to replicate fewer areas for you to make a mistake that, that's that's how you can get dialed in and get outrageously hot the way that Clay did last night. And the second thing I wanted to focus on was his wide base. Now, a lot of shooters, most shooters I would say, kind of jump in a normal athletic stance where their feet are kind of even with their shoulders, maybe even a little bit more narrow. I think it's just a natural athletic thing that a lot of young basketball players do. Clay Thompson has a wide base. His feet on in most of his uh, three-point attempts are outside of his shoulders. And I have a very wide base when I shoot as well. And so that's one of the things that I've always looked at with Clay that I've related to because I've always done it that way for a very specific reason. When you are moving, whether that's coming off of a screen to rise up with a one-two off the catch for three, or that's coming off the screen and dribbling the way Clay did a bunch last night to get to difficult, you know, pull-up twos. Um, as defenders are chasing him over the top of the screen. Regardless, in any movement situation, a wider base gives you a much better chance of establishing balance while on the move. For instance, if I'm jumping way off to the right, if I jump and I keep my feet close together, I might keep leaning that way. But if I keep my feet wide 
it's more likely that this foot will establish enough force coming back the other way to steady me so that I can go straight up and down. Watch watch some footage of Clay Thompson shooting. Watch how wide his feet are and look at how it gives him the ability to get good balanced lift on his high difficulty three-point shots that he takes. I also wanted to shout out well first of all before we move on. Um but anyway, I I told you guys earlier when Clay was struggling that I wasn't worried about it because Two reasons. He was still playing great defensively. And two, teams were guarding him like he was Clay Thompson. I care way less about the percentages on jump shots than I do about the way teams are guarding you. The reason why is, Clay, let's say he takes 11 threes per game. If he makes four of them instead of six of them, that's only six points. Yeah, that might be the difference in a game one way or another, but who knows? Like, There's all this shooting variance that's taking place. But if he is being guarded like Clay Thompson, then over a hundred possessions, we might score a lot more than six points off of the attention that he garners and the way it opens up things for other players. When you start shooting low percentages and teams aren't guarding you, that's where it becomes deeply problematic. There are a lot of players around the league that shoot 38% from three on wide open looks all game long because the team isn't guarding them. And it's easy to be like, oh, 38% from three, that equates to well over 50% effective field goal percentage. That's great for us. Yeah, but is he, is his defender helping on every single one of your drives? Is his defender basically roaming around the floor, blowing up other actions? Because if that's the case, then that 38% three doesn't really matter. You're losing a lot of points over the course of the game. I didn't worry so much about Clay because he was being guarded like Clay, and on the other end, he was defending at a high level. Now the shots are going in. Now you're getting that ultimate ceiling with Clay Thompson, 58% true shooting on 24 points per game over 17 games. That's where you get that. That's just gravy. That's all just extra as it comes down to the result. But the most important thing is that they guard him like Clay. That's where the uh, um, the, the flow of the Golden State offense will come from. Couple shout outs. So. Draymond Green uh, made a half dozen more just unbelievable defensive plays. He blew up another two-on-one break by blocking DeAndre Hunter, uh, stopping what should have been a dunk. Uh, I talked a lot about these lob passes around the rim that he keeps blowing up with his uh, backline help. There was a play in this game where Okongwu rolled to the basket for a lob. He was guarding, I believe, John Collins in the opposite corner. And he came flying off of John Collins at the last second to blow up a lob at the rim. 99% of defenders in the league, that's a dunk. But for Draymond Green, it's erasing two points from the board. And then he had a ridiculous block on a Trey Young pull-up three in overtime as well. He's just been a defensive wrecking ball over the course of the last few weeks. And then Kevon Looney on the game winner, understand your advantage. That Hawks lineup was pretty small. Uh, DeAndre Hunter and John Collins were the front court at that point in the game. And because of some transition cross matches, after Trey Young's layup, the Golden State quickly pushed the ball up the floor, which was a really smart decision because it kept things kind of chaotic. Now transition defensive principles take uh, take a control as opposed to regular defensive principles. So people aren't going for their matchup. They're just guarding the guy that's nearest to them. Well, um, I believe it was John Collins got stuck out towards midcourt. DeAndre Hunter ended up on Clay Thompson. So Kevon Looney had DeJounte Murray on him. He understood that he had the advantage there, just buried him under the basket, ended up actually getting two offensive rebounds in that final sequence, made the second one, and the game was over. Another really, really impressive team win for the Golden State Warriors on the strength 
of a Clay Thompson nuclear explosion. The Atlanta Hawks have also lost four games in a row. They are now 6-13 and since November 25th, which is the 28th best record in the league over that span. For the season, they're only 13-16 and when both Trey Young and DeJounte Murray play. So it might actually be crisis mode at this point. And again, it's kind of one of our long-standing philosophies on the show. When you build your team around two smaller guards, there are just some limitations in what you can do from the standpoint of physicality. Allstate wants to remind fans that mayhem is everywhere, like at your pregame barbecue. While you prep your meats, that grease trap you forgot to empty is prepping to smoke your porch, garage, and the car inside. And without the right home and auto insurance coverage, the cost to repair this could eat up your savings. So bundle home and auto with Allstate to save and get protected from mayhem like this. Bundled savings variant are not available in every state. Coverage is subject to policy terms and conditions. We are welcoming a new show to iHeart and the DraftKings YouTube channel. It is called Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano. It is an insider's look at the NBA and the culture surrounding the league. Every week, the five-time All-Star and number one pick in the 2010 NBA Draft, John Wall will give his unique perspective on the hottest topics in the league and tell the best behind-the-scenes stories from his time in the NBA. CJ will bring his A-list comedian buddies to keep it light and fire off some hoops takes. Plus, John will be inviting current and former NBA players, friends, and teammates to join the show as well to give their unfiltered accounts of what really goes on in the league from a player's perspective. So check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, the DraftKings YouTube channel, or wherever you listen to your podcasts. Angie's List is now Angie, the nation's largest home services marketplace. They're here to help homeowners get all their jobs done well. Angie has helped over 150 million homeowners care for their homes. Whatever your home project, big or small, indoor or outdoor, Come to Angie to connect with and hire skilled professionals to get the job done well. It's something that I've always been a big believer in. When Usually when you try to take on a project that you don't know how to do, it ends up just being a bigger headache as you try to learn and then you end up making mistakes and it ends up just not being worth it. Not only can a professional get the job done more efficiently, but you're also supporting local businesses in your area. With over 200,000 pros in their network, Angie makes it easy to research, compare, and hire pros to ensure a job is done well. With 29 years of experience, combined with new digital tools to simplify the process, Angie makes completing home projects easy. Angie has cost guides to tell you what others have paid for similar projects both nationally and in your area. The app is free and easy to use. We all know the difficulties that can come with home projects. Angie makes tackling your project as simple as possible from start to finish. Turn to Angie with confidence, even for major renovations or emergency repairs. Are you renting? Even renters can come to Angie for moving installations and cleaning. Get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com or download the app today. All right, moving on, Pelican Sixers. So Zion hung a smooth 26 points on 12 shots before having to leave with a hamstring injury, which was kind of a bummer. Otherwise, we might have had another 40-point game tonight uh, or uh, on uh, Monday night. This game was actually tied at 89 early in the fourth quarter. Uh, James Harden and Montrezl Harrell just started spamming pick and roll. I've, you know, so many of these Sixers games I watch, 
you know, there's a lot of Joel Embiid stuff, and we're going to talk Joel Embiid stuff, but James Harden is having a fantastic season just creating high-quality shots with what he can do in pick and roll. They were getting all sorts of wide-open dunks and threes in the early fourth quarter, just spamming that Harold Harden pick and roll, and they actually built a little lead there. And then Joel Embiid came in, and they started ISOing him right around the free-throw line, and he hit a jumper, hit another jumper in ISO, drew a double-team and kicked to James Harden. He knocked down a three. Uh, really high-level stuff from James Harden and Joel Embiid in the fourth quarter of this game to build a lead. But then the Pelicans threw a random curveball there in the middle of the fourth quarter. They went to a 3-2 zone, which kind of uh, jumbled up the the Sixers for a few possessions. And the Pelicans actually worked it all the way back to three. And then there was this chaotic possession where a loose ball just happened to bounce into DeAnthony Melton's hands on the left wing. He hit a three. That ended up essentially being the dagger as the Sixers went up by six and got the win. Um, James Harden in pick and roll this year, done a really nice job passing. Like I mentioned earlier, a couple of specific things. Um, he doesn't always go directly to the roll man and they mix in a ton of pick and pop with George's kneeing as well. And he's got this really nice, like behind the back pass as he's coming off of ball screens where he just whips it around as the defender is kind of chasing around his hip and the screen defender is coming up on him and bracketing him. He just whips it around lefty behind his back. That starts that four on three a different way by hitting that shooter and George's kneeing on the wing. Uh, but then he also did a nice job hitting Montrose Harrell as well throughout that game. But that's something he's done really well all season. He, the Sixers have scored 1.05 points per possession when James Harden has passed out of pick and roll, which is excellent. That's actually ninth in the league among players who have done it at least 200 times this year. Then um, also handling traps. Uh, you're seeing James Harden get trapped in pick and roll a lot more frequently lately. Um, uh, he's been uh, the, the the Sixers are scoring almost two points per possession on plays where James Harden has been trapped in pick and roll this year, 13 times for 22 points. Just getting rid of the basketball quickly again, that behind the back pass to the popping screener that I was talking about earlier. Um, and then Joel Embiid and ISO. You know, we talked about how he went to work a little bit from the free throw line uh, with pull-up jump shots there in the fourth quarter. He, this season, is scoring 1.16 points per possession on ISO, including passes, which is fourth in the NBA among players who have done it at least 100 times. Joel Embiid has already run 251 ISOs this year, which is just an insane number. And a big part of it is the jump shot. Uh, what I've always said with Joel Embiid, is, is especially with Anthony Davis as well, neither of them are great passers. And there's a case to be made that Joel Embiid has actually even been a little worse passing out of double teams this year, this year than he's been in previous seasons. He's turning the basketball more frequently than he used to. So, you know... It's so important for both of those guys to be able to hit pull-up jump shots because that's their best way to beat teams packing the paint since they can't beat teams packing the paint with the pass. And Joel Embiid in his career has struggled, particularly in the postseason, to knock down perimeter jump shots. But this season has been his best perimeter jump shooting season by far. And if that translates to the playoffs, that's monumentally important for Philly. Um, Joel Embiid's shooting 45% on short jumpers out to 17 feet, 52% on long jumpers from 17 feet to the three-point line, and a respectable 34% from three. But most importantly, he's doing all of this on volume. He's taken 300, almost 300 jump shots this year. So he's efficient on a steady diet of jump shots. And that's also helping him beat double teams. There are a lot of plays this year where he's catching and the double's coming, but the double is not aggressive because teams are terrified of fouling him because he's so good at drawing fouls. And so he's actually able just to rise up with his height in the fear of fouling to rise up over a double team and knock down a jump shot. It's ironic. He's beating doubles just by shooting over the top of them. 
Um, the Sixers have now won 10 out of 12, and they are just three and a half games back of the best record in the league, which is really interesting for Joel Embiid potentially as an MVP candidate. And like I said, I expect the Sixers to go on a big run here in January now that Tyrese Maxey's back and they're healthy and they're defending as well as they have been. Look out for the Sixers to go on a run. All right, last game, Lakers-Hornets. Really impressive win over a Hornets team that kind of punished them uh, last week uh, um, just with their size and physicality, especially on the offensive glass. They won that game with a key offensive rebound back at Staples Center, I should say Crypto.com Arena. Uh, there was kind of a funny moment in the fourth quarter where Dennis Smith, uh, Dennis Smith Jr. tried to dunk on LeBron, and LeBron kind of protected himself a little bit. Dennis took took exception to it because I guess he thought it was a dirty foul or something. Um, then he started talking trash to Dennis Schroeder too, and so now LeBron and Dennis Schroeder like John back and forth with Dennis Smith while just killing them on the other end of the floor every single time down. Uh, kind of ballsy to go at LeBron when he's playing as well as he has been. Um, and then LeBron just methodically worked his way to 43-11-6 on 62% per- uh, true shooting. Dennis Schroeder also made a couple of big plays in the fourth, made, hit some threes, and had a nasty pullback dribble uh, crossover where he broke someone's ankles and knocked down a jumper. LeBron has had 30-plus on, on at least 60% shooting three times in the last six games. It's looking like 2013 all over again. The Lakers were plus nine with him on the floor and minus three with him off. In LeBron's last 11 games, this is insane, 11 games, that's almost a month, he's averaging 35-7-7 on 65% true shooting. What's wild is he's just 27% from three on six attempts per game. So he's literally playing some of the best basketball of his career despite the fact that he's having this kind of relentless three-point shooting slump that he just can't break through. Um, which is crazy because you have to think with the consistency that he shot the three over the course of the previous you know half decade, you expect him to eventually turn that around. I mean, if he just shot 37% from three during this span, which is respectable and more or less what you would expect with LeBron playing as dialed in as he is, um, if he was shooting 37% from three, he'd be averaging over 36 points per game during this span. But somehow against all odds, the Lakers are now five and five since the Anthony Davis injury, which just feels impossible uh, because of an MVP level run from LeBron James over the course of this last month. I wanted to shout out one other Laker before we call it a day today. Thomas Bryant. It's awesome again last night, 18 and 15, five offensive rebounds, had an amazing putback dunk in crunch time when the uh, Hornets made a little bit of a run to get it somewhat close. Offensive rebound rose up and dunked it. It was just a monstrous momentum play to ice the game. Um, you know, as we look at Thomas Bryant, he does have some defensive limitations. He's a little bit short and he's not a great athlete. So in vertical situations around the rim, he can struggle, which is something that, you know, he, it's kind of out of his control. He just simply doesn't have the tools to be a better defensive player than he is. But he is a very, very good offensive center. And I would argue that his contributions on the offensive end in particular for this Lakers team has probably been the second most important thing behind this 5-5 five and five stretch without AD behind LeBron. So he's been monumentally valuable to this recent stretch in a couple of specific things. He runs the floor super well. He's a great screener, which is opening things up in pick and roll. He's got great hands to catch those difficult feeds in traffic in pick and roll. 
And he's a really strong finisher around the basket. He's shooting 79% in the restricted area this year. He just muscles people off balance in those under-the-rim confrontations. We talked a lot about post-defense when we were talking about Jokic, how it's like a battle of balance. Like, whoever can knock the dude off of their, like, a base first has the better chance to go up and score around the rim. And Thomas just knocks people off their base and then goes up strong to the rim. That prevents the taller, more athletic, longer defenders from getting up above him and blocking shots. He also cl- uh, crashes the offensive glass really well, and he's shooting the laces off the basketball, 46% from three this year. Again, his offensive contributions have kind of been that other thing that has revitalized the Lakers without Anthony Davis. Again, five and five since the AD injury is is just a, probably the absolute best case scenario under the circumstances. And what's crazy is you can say they blew that first Hornets game. Could very easily be six and four. Um, but the Lakers, again, you know, there are a lot of reasons to let go of the rope, but they just keep fighting and uh, riding the strength of what I believe is still a top five player in this game. LeBron, I ranked him four to start the season, and he's held up his end of the bargain after a rough start. You guys, I sincerely appreciate your support. As always, we're going to be taking tomorrow off. Um, we will be back Thursday night, breaking down, I believe it's Celtics Mavericks. And then Friday night, I'm staying up to cover those games. They'll actually be put on the feeds on Saturday morning. As always, I appreciate your support, and I will see you guys next time. The Volume. Allstate wants to remind fans that mayhem is everywhere, like at your pregame barbecue. While you prep your meats, that grease trap you forgot to empty is prepping to smoke your porch, garage, and the car inside. And without the right home and auto insurance coverage, the cost to repair this could eat up your savings. So bundle home and auto with Allstate to save and get protected from mayhem like this. Bundled savings variant are not available in every state. Coverage is subject to policy terms and conditions. Looking for an assist with your credit card but can't get a hold of anyone? Luckily, with 24-7 U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yeah, you heard that right. You can talk to a real human in customer service anytime. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. Hey guys, you know what this playground could use? A wine country, huh? A redwood forest would be cool. Ski slopes! Wait! Did we just invent California? Discover why California is the ultimate playground at visitcalifornia.com.